Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Kids Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Before we get started today, I want to give a shout out to Henry. Henry drew us all an awesome picture of a ninja pirate battle that even features a cannon. You can check that out at the website, kidstoriespodcast.com. Thanks for listening, Henry. Now we're going to jump right in to episode two of Bizzards in the Valley. If you'll recall, part one ended on kind of a cliffhanger right before some action. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, I suggest you check it out first. So now we begin. Bizzards in the Valley, part two. The bandits puffed out their chests and kicked chairs and glared at the scared villagers. They took food from people's plates and stole their drinks. They were big and smelly, and weapons hung from their belts. The villagers all dropped money into a bag that one of the bandits was carrying around the restaurant. It was clear the townspeople were used to this gang stopping by and bullying them. Isaiah, Kaleo, and Kavi sat calmly eating their dinner, trying to ignore the bandits. They had seen men like these before. Bullies, really. In fact, most bizzards were just bully bandits who knew magic. And were bears. They figured maybe they could just ignore them and finish their dinner and go to bed. They didn't really want to draw any attention to themselves. Of course, the bandits had other ideas. The one with the sack walked up to them and waited. Well, he yelled, everything you've got, put it in the bag. Still, the boys sat calmly. Now, yelled the bandit. And of course, the other bandits were starting to make their way toward the boys now. No, we don't want to, said Isaiah. What? yelled the bandit. He wasn't used to being told no. You'll put everything you've got in the bag or we'll tear you apart. Nah, said Isaiah. It's our stuff and uh, we don't want to give it to you. The bandit by now was completely befuddled. He was huffing and puffing and didn't really know what to say. He reached for a sword on his hip. Oh, wait, no, um, actually, I've, I've got something, said Kaleo. Uh, we couldn't let you pass by without giving you a little something, right? The bandit calmed down and took a breath. That's right, then. Just put it all in the bag and everything will be fine. Hand it here, said Kaleo. I'll fill it right up. Kaleo stood up and took the bag from the bandit. He opened up the top of the bag and held it behind him like he was going to sit in it. Then he ripped a huge fart into the bag. There you go, said Kaleo. That's all I've got for you. Kavi and Isaiah started cracking up, but as you might imagine, the bandits did not think that was so funny. Kaleo handed the bag back to the bandit. The bag filled with coins from the villagers and a big fart from Kaleo. The bandit took the bag and scrunched up his nose. The bandit turned to his boss, the big brute, who first entered the restaurant and started yelling. Of a fart, he yelled. Boss, he put a fart into the bag. What? he said. Why'd you let him fart into the bag? We don't take farts, we take money. 
Oh, I didn't let him fart into it. He just did it, like, to be mean to us and to make all our money smell like farts. And now our money bag smells like farts, too. The boss bandit turned to Kaleo. You farted in your last bag, kid. Get him. All five bandits rushed the boys' table now. The closest was the bag man. Well, now the fart bag man. He was so angry he pulled his sword out so fast he almost fell over backward. Gritting his teeth, he swung the sword down at Isaiah, who lifted his metal plate up and blocked the sword with it. The rusty sword clanged off the plate, sending buttered noodles and broccoli all over the place. Isaiah tossed the plate up at the bandit's face and knocked him backward. Isaiah pounced on him then, knocking the sword away. He grabbed the bag filled with coins and farts and wrapped it around the bandit's head, tying it securely. The bandit's cries were muffled as he took frantic breaths through an old sack filled with fart. The other bandits reached the table to attack Kaleo and Kavi. Kavi hopped up onto the table and jumped onto the face of an oncoming bandit like a wild spider monkey. He was even screaming like one. The bandit fell to the ground, trying to rip Kavi off his face. Kaleo took one last bite of his food and then threw his fork right at one of the bandits coming for him. The fork stuck directly in the forehead of the bandit, and he stopped, yelling, Ow! You stuck a fork in my head! The bandit reached up slowly and felt the fork sticking out of his forehead and pulled it out. He threw the fork to the ground and pulled out a sword to continue fighting with. Kaleo tossed his plate and spoon at the bandit before pulling out his fighting sticks. The boys all had magical staffs, but they didn't want to use them in front of other people. Not unless they really had to. They did not want to alert the locals that they were anything more than a few traveling kids. Isaiah, Kaleo, and Kavi made short work of these bandits. And even though it was five on three, they didn't need to take out their magical staffs. The bandits were tied up and placed in the town jail. Apparently, these bandits had been coming to rob this village periodically for months. Luckily, most of the stuff the bandits had taken were packed on their mule wagon, and the villagers got some of it back. Wow, said one of the villagers. You guys are amazing. Those bandits have been getting after us for months now, and you guys took care of them in no time. My name's Bethany. I own the restaurant and the hotel here, and you can stay and eat for free whenever you like. All the other villagers had by now crowded around the boys and were shaking their hands and thanking them. This was a completely new thing for the kids. They had never saved anyone before or stood up for anyone or anything. It wasn't really the bizzard way. They hadn't planned on saving anyone either, but... Those bandits wouldn't leave him alone. And then Kaleo had that funny idea to fart in the sack, and then everything else just kind of happened. Will you guys be staying long? Someone asked. Where are you from? Another one asked. Who are you? They heard from the crowd. These were all types of questions the boys were looking to avoid. Kavi was really eating it up, though. He was loving all the attention. Oh, we're just passing through, heading north. Not going to stay long. My name's Kavi, and this is my brother Kaleo, and this is oof. Isaiah elbowed Kavi in the ribs, hoping he'd stop telling their life story. Uh, Mike, interrupted Isaiah. He meant to say Mike. We're all named Mike. All three of us is named Mike. Um, I'm Mike, and, uh, and he's Mike, and he's Mike. 
Those other names were just nicknames. Just forget them. It's Mike, Mike, and Mike. The three Mikes. You see, we're on, uh, uh, we're on vacation from um, Mikesonville, Brookton, Dale. Mikesonville, Brookton, Dale? said a villager. Never heard of it. Oh, yeah, uh, you know, a small place out of the way, somewhere east-west of here. Isaiah faked a yawn. Oh, now, uh, you know all that bandit punching can really wear a guy out. We're off to bed now. The three boys quickly made their way back to their room upstairs above the restaurant. Think we'll be able to make it back to Mikesonville, Brooktondale in time? Joked Kaleo. That's the worst made-up town name ever. I know, I know, said Isaiah. I had to think of something. We can't go around getting noticed like this. Let's get some rest and try and leave town before anyone else wakes up in the morning. The boys all crashed out pretty quick, having gotten so tired from their journey and the fighting. Early in the morning, before the sun was up, and before any of the villagers were awake, Isaiah, Kaleo, and Kavi snuck out of town, hoping that word of their time in the village wouldn't spread too far before they had a chance to steal the oracle stone and go back to the southern swamps. And as they all silently headed north in the cold morning air, their breath fogging in front of them, they all thought about everything that happened the night before. They thought about how good they felt helping the villagers. They thought about all the things the villagers said to them, the compliments and the praise, the smiling faces, and the look of relief most of them had at finally being done with those bandits that had plagued them for so long. And they thought about their home in the southern swamps. They thought about how life would be if they could return with the oracle stone. Would it be any different? Would it be any better? The end. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please leave a rating and review on your listening platform, whether it be iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher. When you leave those ratings and reviews, the show becomes more visible to others who are searching for great ad-free kid stories. Adios, friends.